Hey everybody, this is your host, Alex Kessler, and today we have a sponsor, the people from Wizardry Foundry. This episode was brought to you by Wizardry Foundry, maker of the Grimoire deck boxes and other accessories. Looking to truly spice up how you carry your priceless collection? Check out the Pandora deck box, a fully 3D printed deck box which you customize everything from head to toe. Wizardry Foundry, play the games you love the way you want to play them. The coupon code for this episode is MMCastMar1. That's like March without the CH. MMCastMar1. You get 25% off the Grimoire and or Pandora deck box. So check that out. It's pretty sweet. See you guys once the music ends and the cast starts. Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Moth. And welcome back to the Masters of Modern Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host, Ben Bateman. What's up, everybody? How's it going? That was a weird one. That was a weird one. I Try to change it up sometimes. Oh, yeah, me too. And my, like, my like, welcome back moment, different every time. It's always like way. really excited and then like stop break in the middle of the word and then go to something else. I wonder sometimes, I sometimes imagine what people who listen to this podcast for the first time think of us with our strange anecdotes and funny voices. I don't know. Tweet at us. Tell us what you think. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are at the MMCast on Twitter. Yeah, you can find Just us. Just that real early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media and Alex at Kess Wiley. Yeah. Uh, and that's the where you can find us place. Um, we're going to do a sweet episode today. This is a fun one. We've talked about doing this for a while, and it's a pretty hilarious one because if you guys are like us and love modern and, and love the modern card pool, you... We've wanted to do this episode for a while, and it's funny because if you guys are like us, you probably feel kind of like inundated with just the sheer number of planeswalkers that are legal and modern at this point. So many. There's like 61 legal it's, planeswalkers. It's, it's not like there's... Well, I guess it's like because Shadow and Rashad throwing a wrench in that. Yeah, we're not, like, we're not going there yet. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to talk about no. the sweetness that was uh, Nahiri. Yeah, for other, for other stuff. I mean, I'm going to talk about just, it a little bit. You just awesome. shut your trap. It's so cool. <laughs> Look how like, the art is phenomenal the art's really cool it, she's a badass with that sword and the thing and the explosion she's yeah. basically taylor swift yeah, she does look a lot like taylor swift yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> i wonder if we could get some like taylor swift tweeting Somehow. i tweeted at her with yeah. a picture of it she i didn't saw. respond yeah i mean she you know she has millions and millions and millions of followers so she's probably not even checking it you never know though let's just keep at it um so what if you guys hadn't guessed what we were gonna be doing is the we're counting down the top all 61 planeswalkers. We rated them. This is the official rating of them. All other ratings are wrong. <laughs> this is it. We 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 consulted scientists, we consulted deck doctors, we consulted magic planeswalker we, we, astrophysicists the on the best planeswalking planeswalkers. The database of our janky brews, which by the way, between the two of us, as far as like who uses more planeswalkers in their janky brews, definitely Kessler. Oh yeah, I love planeswalkers. You've been like known to build like every every version of like Mardu and Esper and like Super Friends lists just to every the time the standard season gets to the point where there's like enough planes walkers of a certain color combination to yeah. make a walkers list i do it every yeah. time i have a teamer list built yeah gotta be doing a mardo th- mardu thing soon never has really been my thing as much i i find i like a couple of planeswalkers but i so like value filled i like tasty, the ones tasty value i like the ones that interact with other cool cards that i can like involve that shouldn't be in, you know what i mean like I, where i can like involve a card that shouldn't interact with the planeswalker but i can find a way that a way to make it work I don't think I've ever done well in a tournament where a Liliana the Veil or uh, Elsbeth one wasn't in my deck. Yeah, I mean, those are really good cards. Yeah, so really we're going to be good. counting down, and that is something counting that we down. are going to do before we get into, yeah. you know, obviously... This the, might be a two-part episode. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It just depends how long it takes. goes. But, uh, there are 61 of them. We should remind everybody here of two things. Number one, we have a sister podcast, The Command Zone. They do commander C- command content. Command Zone! They are also on rocketjump.com. I got a whole board now. <laughs> Of like radio sound effects, toolbox, toolbox. Yeah, so they're great. No, I mean they do awesome commander content. Uh, yeah, they're great. Jimmy, they're great. Jimmy and Josh Go are awesome. Listen. They are, I, yeah, you know, popular, after this episode, respected and all that. People like their commander opinions, so they're fun to listen to. And then last thing, of course, is that we have a Patreon page. We launched pretty recently, yeah. like a month ago or something. And the whole idea there is that uh, Kessler and I are both very busy, and we would love to do more content, uh, additional episodes, video content, streams, things like that. But we don't have the money or time to do it ourselves or pay a video editor. So we have decided to enlist the help of our fans, you look guys. At, look at it this way. Let's be let's break down the math. Every single one of these episodes, yep. about an hour and a half. We don't edit them fully, 
but there is editing involved, and that takes about an hour to an hour and a half because right. of upload speeds and upload content. Um, we want to start doing video versions of them. Well, you're not you're not mentioning prep time, drive time, research. We write yeah, a, that's we, another two we hours. We write a detailed well, outline. My point is, is like no matter what, we have the time to show up, record, yeah, etc. It's the like the three hours post fact that if I wasn't spending doing that, I could spend it doing sweet streaming or other content. So the good news is a handful of you guys have decided to help, and and it's really really awesome that you have. We're, we we've hit the first milestone. We did our first live stream last week. Uh, we had yeah. a bonus episode with Jerry Thompson talking about Eldrazi Winter last week that was result of the Patreon campaign, which is really cool. Yep. And we want to do more uh, extra cool stuff, uh, like have an iPhone go off in the middle of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we want to do... No, that was the soundboard. <laughs> I told you about it. <laughs> uh, but the point is, it, it, there's a couple different levels, and the coolest thing that you can get at a very, very low level of donation is that you can submit your deck ideas to us via the Patreon, and we will tech out once a month we'll do like two or three lists of you guys just the patreon subscribers we'll tech them on the show we did one a couple weeks ago uh with some sweet ideas and it was very fun so check that, that the, out the live the live episode that, that was last was week the same one yeah yeah <laughs> and uh there were some very cool things so check that out if you want to help us out plus uh, if you want your like audio recorded message to play you can say anything not anything i mean i I have to i have veto power yes but so, so the last like, thing don't patreon.com slash the mm cast you can see all the levels that we work with and as for that, let's get into our top 61 right. Planeswalkers in reverse order list. So I should point out, by the way... No, that these are the exact <laughs> list. We are correct. Your opinion, if one of the walkers <laughs> is too high or too low, is wrong. This, we, is, this, is the, this is it. There's a weird lens you have to look through these, these lists because it's no, a no, combination... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm etching it in stone. No, no, <laughs> but you've got to remember, it's a combination of playability in modern and how sweet the card is. So it's not like... It's not just like this is seen the most top eight, so this is the best card. It's like... Maybe this card hasn't seen as much play, but like for all intents and purposes, it should, and we believe it will. That well, kind of a thing. So the way I'd break it down is the 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 top ten slash top ten are cards that are like active pillars of the format. Right. Top twenty are cards that have seen constructive play in modern and successfully seen play doing so. Okay. Uh, top f the next twenty are all cards that like at varying different levels should maybe see more play, but don't see enough play. All right. Um, and then the bottom twenty. Are or that that fifty to sixty level are cards that are like probably not good enough and maybe have some which niche cases and the the last sixty slash eleven the last eleven are like no so you're wrong you shouldn't be putting it in your deck take it out so that was Kessler's Just, way of approaching his part of the list <laughs> <laughs> all right so what's your way Ben uh, well, let's talk passive about aggressive it. let's let's talk about it on the thing <laughs> passive aggressive Bateman all right. <laughs> Number 61. It's going to surprise you guys to know Tibble is not Tybalt. number 61. Yeah, Tibble's not even in the bottom three. Yeah. He was, we thought about it. He's the yeah. go to worst planeswalker yeah. ever. He just kind of clicked up. We'll talk about him in a second. Number 61. You know what's interesting? This guy has probably been one of the best things, best planeswalkers ever, but he's currently at the bottom. Chase the Living Guild Pack. 15 seconds, yes. go. Chase the living <laughs> kill pack. You want is. me to go first on this well, one? Well, just read what it is. There's been only, been, <laughs> <laughs> there's only ever been one Jace that was like truly just not good at all, uh, and that is Jace the living guild pack. This card costs four mana, which you're thinking, oh, four mana Jace. This is exciting. Comes down on five loyalty. Crazy. Blue, blue, two for a five loyalty planeswalker. Plus one. Look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of them into your graveyard. So the, the plus one kind of scries away a card and it puts pseudo a card in your... scries slash, but like bad scry. Yeah, it bad scry too, and then it he goes to six. It's like bad. It's okay yeah. for dredge minus three. Return another target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. So like it's like a four mana unsummon. Is it a is it a permanent or is it a planeswalker? Target non-land permanent and then useless. Yeah, so I mean, you can you can like bounce another planeswalker. If you bounce a land, I'd be a little bit like if it was like full cryptic. Yeah, maybe, but it doesn't. And no. then and then minus eight for each each player shuffles his or her hand and graveyard into her library. You draw seven cards. So if you can get Jace to eight, I mean, it's a sweet ultimate. Like you get to just, but it actually doesn't do anything to the board. So if they're winning and you're dead the next turn and you alt Jace, you're still just dead unless yep. you draw enough things to get you out of the situation. So this card's not good. Um, nope. There's, Worst planeswalker of all time. Yeah, I think that pretty much does for that one. Yep, I, I would spend less so, time so talking there about are, the bad ones. There are six planeswalkers <laughs> that aren't their list. There's the the commander ones, and then there's Ralzeric. And there's what? There's five commander ones. There's five commander ones. Uh, yeah, Ralz? No, not Ralzeric. Uh, not Ralzeric. Sorry, uh, Dak Vaden and Jace the Mind Sculptor. Oh, and J yeah, yeah. So there's seven. 
because there's one band one, right? One conspiracy one, yep. and five commander ones. Uh huh. So they're on here. All right, and those are all better. Yes, we promise we will cards. spend less time talking about the bad ones. No, there's sixty of them. <laughs> Number sixty. You know, interesting fact. Up until this point, these two planeswalkers have the most printing of planeswalkers. Maybe possibly why they have both tied for second. And first worst. Okay. Chandra Nalar, the oh, original yeah. red planeswalker. Now here's an interesting one. Uh, this is this is like so the original cycle of planeswalkers were very well designed in the context that this is what we want a planeswalker to be able to do. This is what we want it to be able to represent. Uh, new players like trying to understand these cards X, Y, and Z, and they're all quite good in terms of like how do they make you feel about the card. The problem is. Every single one but this one has seen considerable constructive play. Yeah, this card, though it feels correct, like it's it's a good card in some sense. It's not a good card in the sense that like so many other good cards that do similar things have been printed in modern. You would never even consider playing this card. It's red, red, three for a six loyalty planeswalker. Uh, plus one, Chandra, Chandra Nalar deals one damage to target player, minus X to deal X damage to target creature, minus eight to deal 10 damage to target player and each creature he or she controls. Sweet. This should have been a three drop and maybe come in with three loyalty so it can like yeah. or two loyalty so it can like three mana pyroclasm yeah, and then exactly and just then it would be mediocre. <laughs> if it was three mana pyroclasm, <laughs> it would be it would be totally doable. But they yeah. what they didn't understand with this card was you usually want your planeswalkers minus ability to be a slightly more expensive of a playable effect. That's usually sure, how these sure, work. Sure, sure, sure. And five mana for minus X to deal X damage target creature in constructed formats. Like fireball doesn't see play never has since the beginning of magic, like back in the day, disintegrates and fireball saw play, but like just like random X fireball has seen play, but okay. The card fireball in modern magic fireball hasn't seen play. I'm saying like, it's been a long time since just like straight up this much, this much mana minus to deal X damage to a creature that has not seen constructed play in a long time. And that's what, that's what the minus on this ability is. It's five to deal. You Four. can deal six. Six. So you get one extra for it being a planeswalker. Okay. You can kill a creature. Sure. Otherwise, it's damage. But you can't to do it to a player. No. Yeah. That's so what's bad. not seen play. It has yeah. to be able to do one of both to right. do anything. All right. So moving on. <laughs> Number 59. Yeah. Another one of the Origins five. Mr. Gideon, Champion of Justice. I had this originally as my number one worst. <laughs> <laughs> this card doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay, interesting thing about Gideon Champion of Justice, like the thing about this card that I think is interesting, it has the potential to reach a higher loyalty than almost any other Planeswalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It can. So it's like kind of a combo with... Uh, Forbidden Orchard? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the black, the artifact, Frixie Mana, sucks counters off of things, gets big? Uh, for, uh, uh, Hex Parasite? Yeah, Hex Parasite. Uh, yeah, kind it's a of. really bad combo. Except you have to pay mana for hex parasite. And they have to have creatures. Yeah, you have to pay mana for every counter on hex parasite. Sure, it's not just like remove X counters. Oh yeah, that's fair. That card's bad. Hex parasite? No, Gideon. Oh, yeah, Gideon's bad. Yeah, for anybody who's What's wondering, it's white, white, two colorless for a four for a four loyalty planeswalker plus one. Put a loyalty counter on Gideon for each creature target opponent controls. So if they have a huge board, you can plus him and get him to like 11 or something like that. But if they have seven creatures, you're probably just dead. Um, his zero <laughs> is until end of turn. It, it, it's only okay if they're all one ones and they're really afraid of giving it. His zero is to make him indestructible and uh, a creature with power and toughness equal to the number of loyalty counters on him. So it's like you plus him, you make him big. The next turn you attack for 11 if they haven't killed him. And then minus 15, exile all other permanents. He's a board wipe. Yeah. Um, now... There is probably in, in an eternal format something where you could like doubling season with Gideon. He comes in on eight. You probably plus him to get him to like fifteen, and then it, and then like if he doesn't, you know what's die, way better than that? Another Jace. planeswalker that's much higher. But Jace, the yeah. architects into the six well, things, or any other planeswalker that ultimates with doubling season. Yeah, any like, any other one like Nahiri. Yeah, she's yeah. sweet. She's great. <laughs> All right, moving on. Can we talk about her? <laughs> All right. Number four. Now this makes me a little sad because this was actually my first. She was in my. She was a three of in my first constructed playable standard deck. Okay, and that would be Nissa Ravane, the oh, first no. Nissa. You talk also, about this one. actually, we have solidly hit in our bottom four. Four of the five, uh, or origins Oath of the Gate Watch plan. Actually, we've hit every Oath of the Gate Watch member character. All four of the Oath of the Gate Watch characters. Jace, Chandra, Gideon, Nissa are the bottom four planeswalkers of all time. So, Nissa Ravane, green, green, two. 
Uh, plus, it's got two plus. Plus, search your deck for an Elvish warrior. What's it actually called? Nissa's Chosen, and put it into play. It's a two-three elf. It's a plus. That's that's a plus one ability, right? Yeah, plus one, yeah. and then another plus one. Gain life for every elf you control, which is actually probably a reason I'd have this higher. But but Ben was convinced this needs to be lower as a sideboard card in elves, and then its minus is to put a bunch of elves into play from your deck. Right. Um, okay, this card is not good because of the. It's it's because of the chosen thing. If it literally made a one-one elf token. Yeah. It would be infinitely better. Yeah. It, it, it should make a 2-2 elf token is what it should do. That's what it should do. Even if that's not... Even if it... Like, the fact that you have to designate an extra four slots to a bad card is the problem with this card. But Just I think if it down. did make a 2-2 for its plus, it probably... It wouldn't have been too good. It costs five, right? It's a four map. No, four. Costs there five. hasn't been a... Uh, it'd have to be a zero. If it, ze- if it had plus, gain life for every elf, zero, make a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Yeah. And then the... And then the you can't have the design that way because you have to have the minus be able to get your elves. Yep. So you have to be able, yeah. Yeah, this is an interesting card. So I mean, yeah. I'm going to suggest because I don't want to just spend so much time harping on the bad Planeswalkers. Not to explain what each one does. Yeah, let's do them in, in little groups of three. So read off three and then we'll just do our No, quick... I like counting down. We're counting down. All right, fine. <laughs> Number 57. This is the one everyone expected to be the worst one ever. Tybalt the Fiend-Blooded. Yeah, so Tybalt, we're not going to explain what they do anymore. Tybalt the Fiend-Blooded, you guys just look him up as we do him. Yeah. He is the only two-mana Planeswalker ever. Nope. Aside for, well, who comes down as a Planeswalker? Sure. Yes. The, not the Origins ones, because they're creatures. Yeah, by the way, you know, they're, like we had this whole argument last week yeah. about there not being a one-mana Planeswalker? Yeah. There's a one-mana Planeswalker. Well, yeah, but again, not really. Yeah, but we talked about Jace in that conversation, the two-mana creature version. As yeah. The, and that we accepted it as a Planeswalker, yeah. and then we just ignored that Gideon exists. All right, continue. Uh, Tybalt. Tybalt's red-red, and it's, it's, it was supposed to come down as this like interesting way to, to loot and like get, get incremental value. It draws a card, discards a card at random, it, it uh, threatens their board as its ultimate, and then... It's it, sudden impacts, I think, is their... And then it hurt, does damage to a player equal to how many cards are in their hand as its middle ability. Yeah, that card's called Sudden Impact. Okay, and then it, but its ultimate is it threatens their whole it, it insurrections. Yeah, yeah, but it takes so, a like, while. The reason we actually put this higher is I know people who have actually built Tibble decks and right. successfully done like okay with them, yeah. not well, but like I, I think there's enough of an interesting space with this card that I could see someone maybe pushing them at some point. I've seen people play this card and and it be good before. Like yeah. it's it's not that like not, I haven't ever seen it be great before, but like it. It does something cool. What it does is... I would say compared... Like, the the first three terrible cards, Jace, Chandra, and Gideon, I've never seen a person <laughs> win a match after casting one. Yeah. Okay. Ever. I've seen someone win with Tavolt. I've even seen... I've won many... Ma- I've won a lot of matches playing Nyssa. Yeah. The problem is Nyssa in Modern and that stupid Chosen... Like, literally that one ability kicks all the way down. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, next one. 56. Okay. Second... First showing for this guy, Sarkon Vol. Oh, Time the original traveler. Sarkon in, yeah. in the very first set of planes. Uh, second, second, set. second set of planeswalkers. But first multicolor set yeah. of planeswalkers. I think um, he's one of the first gold planeswalkers. I think he is. I mean, there's only... Uh, well, him, him, Tezzeret, and... Um, Elspeth, right? Him and the Johnny Vengeant were the first two. Well, did the Johnny Vengeant come out in the same set? Yeah. Okay. The, 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 the way that block worked, the first four, planes, four planeswalkers in the first set, and then uh, Nickel Bolas was the... The big bad con- that showed up in, in the conflux? second one. Yeah. He's in conflux, maybe? Um, yeah, so this card, what card are we talking about? Sarkinball. <laughs> Sarkin he Ball. threatens another threatener. Yeah, he, he comes he, in with four loyalty. He's minus minuses? two. Minus two, he threatens, and he stays okay. alive. His plus one oh, is creatures you control get plus one, plus one in haste until end of turn. Uh, okay. um, and then his minus is like you get like a million dragons or something. What does it do? Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, he's, he's, he's. Something to know about planeswalkers is their ultimates generally win you the game. Yeah. Unless it's. And, and we will mention the special circumstances where it's a little bit different. Unless they're he's bad. not he's not good. His minus is put it's minus six. This is six. before they realize that a planeswalker needs to protect himself at four mana. Yeah, minus six put five four four red dragon creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. So uh, though they can't attack, so you get twenty power if you ultimate him, which yeah, actually is not that hard yeah, to yeah. do. I'd say that's fine. Uh, the biggest issue is he doesn't protect himself, and a four mana planeswalker needs to. Yeah, just blatantly, that's the rule. It is interesting to think that, like, well, I could just get this. I mean, four mana planeswalkers, there's a lot of them on this list. And it is interesting the ones that have ultimates like that where it's so much power. Like, could you just build some sort of like turbo, turbo ramp deck where this card would actually be reasonable? Like, <laughs> where you could just like ramp him into play on turn three and then just like protect him with like wall of roots and things like that. And it's like his power, he comes down. He's pretty f- sweet with wall of roots. I'll give you that. He comes down. It makes his plus ability terrible, though. Yeah. I mean, you could, there's probably better ways to do it, but I'm just thinking like, 
ultimating this guy wouldn't be that hard. Like, it just wouldn't be that hard. And then, like, you get 20 power. So, like, you just what, would have to... What's he coming in and what's his ult? He, he comes down with four loyalty for four. So, plus ones. He gets to five. Sure, sure, to sure. Turn and then... Down. His ult is minus six. Okay, so it takes... Three turns. On three the third turns. turn... Yeah. Turn seven, 20... I mean, I could do more powerful things than that. In modern? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. He wasn't good in standard. <laughs> uh, all right. The last of the Origins 5. Her first showing. One of three or four printings ever. Liliana of the Dark Realms. This card sucks. What's cool? What I cool about <laughs> this card is it's such a big fail that it actually made him wizards change their policy and how they've made planeswalkers. Really? Yeah. So, and like Tybalt is another example of this, but basically at this point they're just like, ah, eh, she's a black planeswalker. Let's give her black abilities. Yeah. After they printed her, they realized, oh no, each planeswalker needs to like be distinctive in what they do in their color. Yeah. So like. Since then, every character they have kind of does the same things to differentiate themselves. Right. So, like, a Johnny gains life. Gideon, like, gets in there and fights people. Uh, Elsbeth is all about, like, the tokens. Like, all right. those are different white effects. Yeah. Yeah, she's... I mean, Liliana of the Dark Realms, I, our, our buddy Tone likes to play this in his mono-black control deck in Highlander because it's just, like, a four-mana way to get a swamp every turn, which, I mean, it's fair. Like, that is interesting. It does draw you a card every turn if you're in, like, a big mono-black deck, but it's just bad otherwise. Like, it... It, for four mana, you can kind of kill something, but it has to be, I don't know. It's, it's kind of loose. <laughs> All right. Number 54. This is the first, like, I think, like, no one wanted to play it before it came out card. That would be Chandra Blaze. Yeah. This card, by the way, sweet in Commander. Yeah. Highly underrated in Commander. It might be one of the best Red Planeswalkers. This card Commander. at least has all powerful abilities. Yeah. That's the interesting thing about this card. It's so this is one people don't remember six very well. mana, and the abilities are negative card advantage. Does it come down with six loyalty? Is that what happens? I, have, uh, I can look it's, it up while you talk. It, yeah, it comes down for six mana. It's, it's red, red, four, and it's plus ability. It's plus one. Discard a red card from your hand. Deal four damage to target creature or player. So that's pretty sweet. I mean, four damage for any card in your hand is strong. It does cost six. Um, it's minus ability is each player discards their hand and then draws three cards, I think. Confirm all these when you find Yes, it. that's true. Um, and then it's ultimate is like something really big and powerful. But the point is the first two are excellent. Like the first two abilities, like four damage is strong and lo- like making everybody discard their hands and draw is strong. So the, the, cool thing, the cool thing about her is her ultimate is she casts any number of red instants and sorcerers in the graveyard without paying their mana cost, which is sweet because you've been discarding red mana spells this whole yeah. time. So, like, she blatantly wins if she ultimates. But, like, there's so much setup. In Commander, she's cool. In this format, uh, not as much. No, she can't, she's not playable. I mean, that's why she's, like, in the 50s, right? It's, like, 55, 56? She is, she is 54th. Okay. And we're going to 53. I feel like we're going to get a lot of flack, and I'm going to tell all the people that give us flack for putting this at 53 that they're wrong. Uh, Rouse Zarek, number 53. You think this card is trash. It's so bad. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's, it, it like bolts it, it, it for four bolts. mana. Yeah. How many lightning bolts for four <laughs> mana have you played in limited? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I've definitely four mana lightning bolts in limited definitely happened. Yeah, yeah definitely it happens. Happens. But like you're unhappy about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely. You can tap and untap stuff. You can like untap yeah. a creature. It kind of protects itself if you have a creature that you attacked with. See, I'm gonna say that that ability. Everyone says it kind of attacks, and they there's another creature on this list that has the untap a creature ability as its yeah. protecting ability. Doesn't protect anything. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. It never mean, works out. Realzarek is ultimate is something to do with like coin flipping and extra turns. But yeah, the amount of people I know that have done that ultimate and failed. Yeah, is actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this card is wonky and and yeah, just just a little bit of a fail, unfortunate. Why couldn't his ultimate just be take an extra turn? Or take two extra turns. Just take an extra turn. Yeah. Just one. Make it like lower. Yeah. It would have been fun. Why is that crazy? Yeah, it's not that crazy. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> All right. Number 52. This is the second original lore when five planeswalker to Luminicate on the list. And you actually dropped this down really low. And I kind of agree with you when we looked at it. Uh, Johnny Goldman. Yeah, this card has been replaced in the in the fact that like there's just cards that do better, this way better. Yeah, this is I one want of you the to original all five. Go look at any not any Soren card, but any black white Soren card. Yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, this is this is it's laughable that this card is. I think it comes down on three loyalty for four mana, and it's plus it's plus is gain two life. Yep, 
That's what it does. The, the point life. when it came out, it was good back in standard because yeah. there was token decks and doing the minus to put tokens on everything was really, really put good. Put counters on all your tokens, like, yeah. Like, and very, then, very strong. And then it makes it just, a Sarah Avatar when it ultimates, but like, it's just nothing about it is particularly just, impressive there anymore. Are be, better Planeswalkers exist yeah, now. Totally. Well, this is really a, a, a power creep issue, and that partly is because they didn't know exactly what Planeswalkers were doing. Yeah. It would be cool to see, well, we'll see more of Johnny's. He's all about that life gain. I'm fair. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right. Number 51. Another one from the same set as the Lineage of the Dark Realms, and another original Lorwyn Five, Chandra the Firebrand. This is Chandra's third appearance of our six cards. Yeah, fire, one small tier. Firebrand is is a card that I've always felt has far far more uh, playability than it gets credit for because of the copy. I like the copy ability. Um, I've always I've always thought that Chandra the Firebrand was like pretty cool. It's one of those cards. Every time I've ever tried to build around it, I always feel pretty let down by it. Um, it is nice that the plus is creature or player, so you can pick off like a bird or like a hierarch or something like that. Sure, as or a bub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, There's it like has a good X one. So it's you know it's four, and if you plus it, it comes down on four because generally speaking, you're not going to copy the spell the turn you play it because you don't have any copy unless sure. you're like. And, probing. And I guess in your defense, there are mostly decks that you're worried about tapping out against have yeah. X ones that you're worried about. So right. she does at least kill the 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 Mem Knight or the you know the the affinity attacker, yeah. the infect attacker. Yeah, I mean she's interesting at three loyalty. I think she could have come down on four loyalty. Honestly, I don't think it would have made her broken if she'd come down on four loyalty and just extend extend the ultimate up one to seven yep. instead of six. I mean, her, her, her minus is the real reason player. And in Commander, I have her in a lot of decks for that reason. Yeah. Because, like, copying a spell, depending a on what spell. that spell is, yeah. is insane. Yeah. The problem is, in Modern, Red isn't about doing that. Like, there is definitely the possibility that you play some sort of deck in Modern where you, like, Chandra plus it, next turn, minus Time Warp. Take two, two, take two turns, like... I mean, the Seems fact, sweet. yeah, you can. Seems you can, way better than Rouseric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, copying is copying. Have, if you have, I hate Rouseric. Yeah. <laughs> I actually love the character. He's really sweet. Yeah. The card is awful. <laughs> the, again, the reason that Chandra is not good, <laughs> the reason that Chandra is like, this card is nowhere near as good as it should be, is because they printed Narset, which is we're going to talk about later. And Narset comes down on six, unless I'm mistaken, and gives your next spell rebound, which means, like, sure, you don't get it immediately, but, like, same thing, basically, right? Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Just better. Just no, not necessarily better, but yeah, same thing. I mean, way better. Same They're, cost. Getting it that turn versus the next turn is worse. Also, because like you could be dead next turn. Yeah. True. Uh, true. Also, the way some spells work with rebound versus copying it. Right. So like any X spell is just way worse. Yeah. True. Um. So and in red, a lot of your big spells are X spells. So true. like there are definitely things, but I agree with you. That just almost all the time. The, the things that you could do that are cool with Chandra, Narset does cooler. Yeah. Um, all right. Number 50. Granddaddy of himself. Number 50. One of the oldest planeswalkers doing stuff right now. Original locker up of the Eldrazi, Soren Markov, the original. I never loved this card. This feels like a card you probably like more than me. Uh, it's unfun to play with in Commander, which is the only place I think you should play it with. Sure. Uh, I can't hate on a person for it because it's good and you should play with good cards, but... And then it's plus is okay. I don't know. I had a foil one. I opened one out of my Zendikar pack back in the day, and then I traded it away because whatever. Soren Markov, right? He costs six. It's a, his his he's a, his plus is two damage, gain two life Vicious to a creature or player or something. Vicious hunger. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. whatever. There's yeah. Sorens. There, there's actually Soren's a card named after Soren's thirst. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's minus is target player's life total becomes ten. Yeah, which is pretty pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, and then it's minus is a mines. No, no, it's not mines. Yeah, hey, it's mines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So its card is sweet. It is a sweet card, but it's, cool it's not. Too. It's not great. It's a six mana planeswalker that doesn't do enough. Yeah. Wow. Cuts worth seventeen dollars now. It, it's it's a commander staple. Staple. Like if you're playing black, you probably should be playing this card unless you don't want to play it because people will then just straight murder you for playing it. Got it. Um, forty nine. Kiora, Master of the Depths. We have a long way to go, guys. This is the bad Kiora? This is the bad Kiora. So this or the is, new Kiora. This is the one that... Roll that, my eyes, because untapping a creature isn't protecting yourself. Comes down on four for four, right? Yeah, you don't have it in front of you. I keep asking this. Yeah, you're the one with the... I have the list. You have the cards. <laughs> yeah. So so this, this Kiora, Master of Depths, comes down on four for four, plus one, untap up to one target creature and up to one target land. So, okay, if you're playing mana creatures... That means you can, you can get two open mana for the ability, which is interesting. Um... It does give you the ability to block if you have a creature, like, again, mana creature to block with if you need. So its plus is decent just because it comes down for four on four. Plusing, and blocking with the mana creature is the worst. 
You want your mana creature to produce mana. It's not meant to chump block. When you chump block with the mana creature, you're sad. But you're untapping your mana creature. So if you need to use it for something, you can. And if you don't have anything to use it for, you just block with it to keep your creature alive. Because it's minus two on this card is sweet. The minus two on this is reveal the top four of your library. You put a creature and or land card uh, up to two into your hand, the rest of your graveyard. So this potentially is four mana minus two, draw two, put two into your graveyard. So it hits a couple zones that are important. And Sultai, you know, does care it's just i'm surprised it hasn't seen standard play i'll give you that better i don't think it's good in modern yeah it doesn't really matter let's move on all right number 50 50 sorry 48 all right the uh the gorgon the only gorgon who we've only seen once frasca the unseen from Return to Ravnica. Never really made the impact that we thought. I think it did green, see some play in Green, standard, black. It's, the problem is it's plus is actively bad for it. So it's plus is if a creature does damage to it, it, it the creature dies. Right. So it's the, there's like an enchantment that, that does it to yourself. It's really flavorful. It's minus is destroy permanent. So right. it, it does vindicate non-land. a thing. Non-land. Non-land. So right. it does Maelstrom Pulse a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it's minus its ultimate is it makes three assassin rogue tokens or something along those lines that if they do damage to a player that player loses right so it just doesn't like it the game plans don't mesh well it's a five mana planeswalker for a removal spell at really bad at, at, at best so right. like generally you're dead like, yes like you don't care yep <laughs> it's purely it's purely a, a, a mana cost versus power level thing yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely nothing. You need to cast this and then spend time building it to a thing that then they have a lot of time to stop. Right. Yeah, it's just sort of unexciting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, the the other green black. There's been two real, actual, true green black planeswalkers. This the other one is is number forty-seven. Garrick Apex, Apex Predator. Now this card, this card is sweet. This yeah. card is seven S- mana. <laughs> it's like totally unplayable in modern. But my goodness, is it powerful? Yeah, it does. Everything. It does everything. Kills a thing. Kills a planeswalker. It's like a giant lethal Swiss Army knife. Like this, legitimately could have had three abilities as it, and it's plus one just be kill target creature or planeswalker. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting that there have been four planeswalkers of seven or more mana. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, there's four of them, and this is the worst of them, I guess. But it's also that's only the worst of them. I would say he might be better than uh, Nickel Boss. Nickel- We'll talk no. about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, because he's lower on the list. Of course he's not. Yeah. This is ironclad. Yeah. <laughs> Seven for five loyalty, plus one destroy another target planeswalker. Which is the, sweet. The flavor is really cool yeah. on that. The flavor is awesome. Like, I can just, like, I'm bigger than you. I'll take you down. Yeah. Um, that's the Apex Predator. Plus one to make a beast with death touch. That's what you got the black ability yeah. there. And then minus three, destroy target creature. You gain life equal to its toughness. Very black green. All and of them are pretty black green. A beast, a 3-3 beast that is death touch, black green. That's pretty black green. Yeah. Minus eight, target opponent gets an emblem with whenever a creature attacks you, it gets plus five, plus five, and against trample till end of turn. That's sweet. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. It's epic. <laughs> yeah, this card's awesome. This kind of this card kind of feels like to me like I want to just try to make this card work in modern somehow. Like it could be playable and like I don't think it's play. I think you might <laughs> convince me in Highlander. You might convince me in Commander. Yeah, I mean it's it does come down on five, and it. I mean, but yeah, it's true. It goes all the way to two for killing a creature. Yeah. So seven mana to kill a creature, gain some life, and have two loyalty left seems real bad. Really rough. Yeah. Sweet um, though. Yeah. He, no, no, no. He's definitely sweet. He's not good, though. All right. Number 46. Jace number two. Jace memory adept. This guy, it might, I mean, he's probably actually been in standard longer than any other car, any other planeswalker ever. Memory adept? Maybe Liliana Vess. <laughs> Is he still in standard? No. No, no, no. no, okay. no, no not like consecutively oh, currently. I but mean. I mean, like, time yeah. spent in standard as a planeswalker. He got a bunch of reprints, right? Or just, he, just, just like, he was like in like three different M sets, wasn't he? Uh, let's see. I'll tell you. Am right I just now. like blatantly no, wrong? No, I, I remember that he was he was around for a while. So he's let's like see. kind of the reason I think people hate Jace. He was like and the power level of the good ones. M twelve, M thirteen, M fourteen. He was in three of them yeah, consecutively. Yeah. yeah, that is interesting. Why they chose to print him three times? Just like an easy, cheap role player. Don't have to worry about it. Not too good. Not too bad. Just kind of represents what blue is all about. So this card's a bit more of a pet card for me than I think any plans rock would be at so far. We're starting to get into the territory now where like a lot of these next ones are going to be cards that well, I just I, like a lot. The bottom, the bottom fifty are all cards that like probably shouldn't be in your deck. Yeah, looking at you, Ralzeric. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, the next fifty are cards that like 
you there are corner cases, or maybe if you can maybe try and work and figure it out, you might be able to convince me to play it. Okay, so like a, so memory depth is two blue, three colorless for a four loyalty planeswalker, right? Plus one draw a card, target player puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. So right off the bat, he's he's a five he's a five mana card that draws you a card every turn. So that's great. Like except it's not great. I would say that's mediocre. I, I'm saying like that ability though, it's fine. Like sure, you, if we, it was like three mana. Two cards, two cards <laughs> is great, right? Zero to mill ten target player. So in constructed formats, I mean if you're if you're planning to mill somebody out, by the time you resolve this card, they're gonna have less than fifty cards left in their deck. Which means you're putting them on a the equivalent of like four to five damage a turn clock essentially with the ability. Um and if you have your deck built around yeah, you that, you really like milling. I forgot that's a thing that you really like. Yeah. That's why you like you like this planeswalker because you could play it with like the gr- the black blue. Yeah, there's like interesting <laughs> stuff here. So I'm not the I'm black not blue saying guild mage. What I is it? Oh, dust mantle guild yeah, mage. Yeah, dust mantle yeah. guild mage. Very. That's powerful. why you want to play this card. <laughs> no, so I now understand. <laughs> well, okay, just if you activate dust mantle guild mage's ability and then do this, you dome for ten for it's a pretty... total of nine mana. <laughs> okay, same turn. I'm saying like the next turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my point is this. My point is this. Uh, this why it's so low. <laughs> this card has actual ability. I mean, to, this is seen tournament play in standard. Yeah, you can mill people out. Like in a control shell, this will win just by milling them because, like, sure. if you can protect it a few times, you'll win. And then draw a card, mill cards. Again, that's fine. Like, it's totally fine. Like, I, it's not. It's exactly what you said. It's not too good. It's not too bad. What I like about this card, though, it, what I no, no no, it wasn't too good. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> In standard. <laughs> yeah. What I like about this card, the thing I said earlier about Planeswalkers that interact favorably with other strategies and other cool cards, uh, I like that this card has interaction with other mill cards that have been printed, and this exists as kind of a top end in that type of strategy in a way, in a unique way, where it's not just a sorcery that mills X number of cards. It's a repeatable effect. So that's good. There's not a lot of them. There's not that many good repeatable effects that are like low on commitment. So it seems like they're just... Destined to share space together next to each other on the lists. Okay. Sadly, that was Jace's second time. This is her fourth. <laughs> Chandra, Fire of Kaladesh. This is Creature Chandra. I like this card. I, I made us move this card up slightly. I think that this card... <laughs> I think this card's totally... It doesn't do anything. Okay, in Modern, I'll give you this card's really hard to justify. It didn't do anything in Standard. Um, it's hard to justify this card in modern sure. three mana sorcery speed like the things you can be doing are so much better like if this pinged a creature all about it right um the thing but about, it doesn't <laughs> I, like okay the thing that's interesting about this card is that like there are definitely ways so first of all you can accelerate this out on turn two with any kind of excel like acceleration strategy um and there are enough things you can be doing in the colors in modern that can dig that can flip this thing the point is that flipping this card is quite good the problem with it is abrupt decay emails from pulse are good and played and this just gets taken out by them and doesn't care pulse especially or uh, uh, decay especially kills either side of it but i true I mean, when it flips it's four loyalty and it's two well, damage decay, uh, now i mean abrupt decay always killed every one of the creature planeswalkers yeah yeah, yeah. um and all of the other ones are higher <laughs> i want chandra to be good it's hard to make chandra good this is something that's really interesting with chandra actually to me i'm gonna bring it up now okay wizards that's kind of why i like chandra blaze and i really like the new one the pinging a player on a planeswalker as a plus isn't worth it to no, me. No, it's not. They, they need a better, and I look really. That's why I really like the three-one elemental thing, and it'd be cool to see that as like a, just getting the one at a lower power level. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just like as a, it just it doesn't work. It hasn't hasn't been the only one that kind of worked was Chandra Pyromaster, which we'll get to later. All right, I number, want this card to be good, but it's just it's hard to make. Number forty-four. This is the second time he showed up, our little time-traveling buddy, Marty McFly, Sarkin Unbroken. Oh, see, I like Sarkin, except we had a discussion about the Sarkins before this, and <laughs> they're all, like, they're all like sweet abilities, like, really sweet things. Like, I like all the Sarkins, but they're all really marginal relative to their cost. Sure. So, like, Sarkin Unbroken, this is the Teamer Sarkin. Yep. He's, like, five mana. He's like, he's, like, Teamer colors plus two colorless. I think he comes down on four. His minus two. Oh, it's five. It's five. He comes down on five for yeah. sure. So his minus two... He's green, blue, red, two. No, no, he costs five. I'm saying he comes down... uh, Oh, 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 Mana cost. Mana cost. He comes down to four loyalty. Sure, sure, sure. Minus two, put a four, four red dragon creature token with flying on the battlefield. So, okay, five mana for a two loyalty planeswalker and a four, four flyer. That seems fine. Plus one, draw a card, then add one of any color to your mana pool. Like, the reason that's not good is because you have to have a surplus of effective one drops that you haven't already cast with a five mana card in your hand. Um, Not to say that modern doesn't have them, 
But, but it's that's, like, I mean, this is a card that you minus first and then plus. Uh, my issue with this card, and I mentioned this before, and, and it's, what's its minus before I... It's ultimate or it's... Yeah, ultimate. Uh, the ultimate is minus eight. Search your library for any number of dragon creature cards. Put them out of the battlefield and shuffle your library. So my, there are two problems I have with this card. One, it's ultimate, which right. I know ultimate shouldn't be with the judge, but like this is another thing like Nissa where you have to build your deck around it and you have to add cards that are generally not playable to your deck to make it work, especially... Right. Here, where like that card literally competes with this card for its space. Right. The other thing is there are really only maybe two, maybe three type of teamer decks, but really two good ones. Right. One of them is Delver decks, which this is not good in. You don't want a five mana spell in that deck. Yep. And the other one is Scape Shift, and this card does nothing that Scape Shift needs. True. So like because of its three color status, right. If this card was two colors, if this was like blue red or sure. blue green or red green or any combination that's not all three of these colors, like this should have been a red green. This should have been what it is. I love that it's Teamer. Right. Huge, great flavor, really cool. But if it was red-green, I'd see it seeing more play than it does. I can understand that. It, yeah, it's difficult. It's three colors, and based on the decks that use those three colors in the format, don't mesh. I've never been able to find a use for this card, even in Highlander, and I like this card a great deal. All right. Liliana. Oh, number number 43. All right. You know it's a Liliana because yeah. I spoiled it. <laughs> It, this is, I think, I think there's only one more original, o- original Lauren Five left on the list. So this is Liliana Vess. This is Liliana Vess. And this card is, this card is like one of the more criminally underrated cards I think ever printed in Magic. I, it does I, well. No, no, no. Um, I mean, like when it was in Standard, it would randomly just start doing well. Like people would remember, oh yeah, this card's just really good if you're a control deck. Yeah. What people forget about this card that's good is that it's, it's a, it's a vampiric tutor twice. Like. It comes down. Yeah. It comes down for five mana. Black, black, three for four. Well, what's loyalty. cool about that too is like normally we talk about how bad that expensive mana cost is. Yeah. But when you're needing another creature to protect you, yeah, five mana is a better converted mana cost because you had one, two, three, and four turns one, two, three through four. Right. To play a creature to protect her. You are now able to block. So now you play your Liliana and then you just get the demonic tutor twice. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite demonic because yeah, you don't get it your hand. Tutor, but it is, the, the value of the vampiric tutor effects, there's two values that people forget. And vampiric tutor, for those that don't know, is you search your library, put the card on top of it as yeah. opposed to directly in your hand. The value is, you play this card for five mana, you minus it, you search for the card that anticipates how they're going to deal with it or what they're going to do. They have no way of thought seizing the card out of your hand because it's not in your hand yet. Um, they have yeah they have no way of thought seizing out of your hand because it's not in your hand yet so you're gonna get the card even if they deal with Liliana and you just paid five mana for card disadvantage and putting it on top of your library you likely one for one whatever piece of removal they use to get rid of her and now you've got your thing which is right that's just way better which is maybe your consecrated sphinx or your like super sweet six drop that you're gonna draw off the top or you know I mean in modern most likely neither of those things but like you're a good spell I mean most of these cards don't see play in modern so we just we can't talk about them in that context as more sure just, but I could see I could see someone could convince me that their deck needs a little Liana this that's fair uh Speaking of mono black planeswalkers, the uh, the evil version and uh, the reason Liliana Vest wasn't in uh, Battle for Zendikar, Obnixilis Reignited. This guy's five mana. His he uh, pluses to draw a card. He minuses to kill a creature, and he ultimates to drain life somehow. Yeah, that card's good. You know, you're saying you're saying he he, he costs. He's five mana. He's a five mana black planeswalker. Same problems as Liliana, but kind of. Worse, I'd rather tutor and guarantee my next turn is just going to be great I mean, than draw a card. It's five loyalty, and it destroys a creature with no side effect. So minus three, destroy a creature, still on two. So the, the Garrick effect that we were talking about of costing seven and getting that ability, you don't gain any life, but it only costs five, and you do the same thing, which is great. Right. It's plus one, drawing a card and losing a life. Like, that's fine. Again, like it goes but to Brixier six. But Arena doesn't see that much play. That's kind of my issue with that ability yeah. on five is like... Phyrexian Arena doesn't see any play. But Phyrexian Arena can't reverse and kill whatever thing they play. Sure, sure, sure. This, this I, I get why you're playing the six. extra two mana. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think this card's good. I, I remember talking about when we did our Battle for Zendikar review, how good I thought this card was, and it saw zero play. Yep. Um, Mind you, something I do want to bring up, especially with the new walkers, pretty much since Magic Origins, but really specifically uh, Battle for Zendikar and Oath of the Gatewatch, right. the amount of tournaments available that they really got a chance to really see play is low. Yeah. There weren't fair. many GP modern GPs before Oath of the Gatewatch and the Eldrazi Winter happened. So like there's not I'm willing to give some of these newer walkers a little bit more of a bonus point from Unknown. That being said, Omnixilis Reignited, probably not that great. Yeah, it's just <laughs> mediocre. Uh <laughs> speaking of all of these guys, uh number forty one, 
And this is one of the reasons he's been every color but white. Sarkon the Mad. Oh, this card's sweet. <laughs> this is another Sarkon where I'm just like, I love this card. Yeah, but it's not good. <laughs> this card's so cool. It comes down with seven loyalty. Yeah. Seven it, but loyalty. But it doesn't have a plus. Yeah. Well, Zero pluses. It can, it's, it's one of the few Planeswalkers that legitimately ultimates the turn you play it. Yeah, it has. It's just ultimate. Requires you to have multiple dragons by turn five to be anything legitimate. Black, red, three colorless for a Planeswalker that comes down on seven loyalty. Zero, uh, it's zero ability is Dark Confidant yourself. No, 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 Dark Confidant, the Sarkon. uh, Yeah, yeah, Dark Confidant, the Sarkon. So usually like you're going to, he's going to minus two or minus three or something like that. Unless you get a land or something. But uh, you, you know, that's pretty cool. I remember this this awesome play in standard. Um, Uh, My first ever PTQ. I had this in my deck. I remember because I came back to Magic after like a year or two off at Eldrazi. This was the first set when I moved to LA when I met you actually. Yep. Uh, at All Star Cards in Hollywood, which, which is where us, Top Decking Season One was filmed. Yeah, neither of us play there anymore, but um, we played there for a year or two. Or I did for a year. Sure. Um, anyway, I just Let's remember <laughs> opening. <go> quickly. <laughs> I just remember like opening a Sarkon in like a draft pack. No, this Sarkon is sweet from a character perspective, flavor perspective, but he's just never going to see play in modern. Next, Elsbeth Tyrell. This is the Kind of this is the forgotten Elsbeth. This is five mana Elsbeth. Uh, yeah. She's number 40. She's rounding out that 40. She's a member of the Tyrells. She is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the Game the of Thrones farmers. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're the, they're the married. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> she's fine. She's she's fine. But I mean, she, she like wraths tapped creatures and then she makes a bunch of tokens and then she yeah. gains life. You she, how many she costs five. Have. She comes down on four loyalty plus two gain one life for each creature you control. So like again five mana planeswalkers that can get to six loyalty the turn they come down. Well this is still in that era where they didn't really draw the line between what planeswalkers can do. So like why does Elizabeth gain life? Because they didn't care. They right. de-gaffed at that point. Yeah minus two put three one ones on the battlefield. Like that's that's fine. Like that's sure. that same thing where it's like okay five mana for three one ones is a marginal cost for that ability. But it can, I mean, that's, that's a good way to protect itself, at least. This card can be annoying and kind of a house sometimes. I've seen it happen. Uh-huh. And in standard, it did. See some play. Because, like, for each creature you control, so minus two, you get three one ones. Maybe they, you chump with one of them. Next turn, you can either make more one ones, get up to five of them, and then it dies. Or you can plus two and, like, gain two life and then block with another one, then make two more. It, well, I mean, this is why we have the other Elsbeth, the newer Elsbeth, higher, which yeah. we won't say where, but, like, because. The making three tokens and wrathing the board as two abilities is really good. Yeah. It's the gain life stuff that's not not my jam. Yeah, exactly. All right. Number 39, a Johnny Steadfast. This is the green white one, right? This is the no, this is the straight green. This is the like the uh planeswalker lord. Oh, planeswalker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I kind of like really <laughs> cool. It's like the fifth I time like the this flavor <laughs> of it. I do think if you're playing an Esper Walker's list, running a one of this isn't the worst idea because it just makes your things better. Um that being said, kind of mediocre. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. If it cost five and had like one other ability, like it's plus, it's plus one ability was like something different, but it's minus ability was the same thing. You could expect to curve into this and have more than one planeswalker on the battlefield. Problem is, at four, its most relevant ability you need to have like. I mean, you're probably going to minus it and get like one plus loyalty on another planeswalker. This is another one where I wish it just was a little bit more pushed, but five mana, because then you could have played one of the good four mana planeswalkers and then use his ability. Totally what I'm getting at. All right. Next, 38. Another one of his cards. This guy's got a lot of printings for someone who's no longer a card that they seem to want to be printing. Garrick Relentless. This is the flip one. This is the only. This is the original flip planeswalker. This card did like a million things. Yeah, it had it was it's it's so the only planeswalker with five abilities, yep. other than like well, debatable the creature ones, but yeah, of like actual planeswalkers, it's a uh, it's got a zero ability. He yep. fights something. Yeah, and he then has a zero ability. Uh, create a wolf, wolf token. Yeah, and then he has and then he has a flip rider that says if. Garrick isn't at three loyalty. Yeah. Anything lower than three loyalty, you flip, flip him. him. So then flip him the other way. He he tutors, makes one one death touch wolves, and then ultimates and does something. He like yeah, creatures you control gain trample, get mi- get plus X plus X on a turn where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard, and that's only a minus three on his backside. Right, because he's always he's gonna come over as a one or a two mana pl- or two loyalty planeswalker at best. Yeah. Yeah, Garrick Relentless is cool. I mean, this card has seen play in... Actually, I'm surprised this hasn't seen more play. I think this could be a Jund-esque role player. Yeah. Because, like, the, I guess the problem is is that there's not that many 2Xs in the form, but they're all, kind of a lot. Like, I'm surprised this doesn't just see as, as a top in Jund as just, like, a value engine. Yeah, I mean, you, the things you're killing, though. Like, I guess it's, it's just, like, 
think about like the things you're killing with this and like how little the decks that you're killing them care. Like this is a card that lightning bolt kind of ruins for two reasons. One, cause it lightning bolt kills it just yep. straight up. Yep. Uh, something we should mention probably is that if it comes in with loyalty, that lightning bolt kills it and doesn't gain more value than what it's worth. It's probably not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the other thing is because lightning bolt is so good in the format, most things that are worth killing right. have higher than three toughness making yeah. Garrick bad. Cause most things with three toughness have more than three power. Yeah. Garrick, this card's right on the edge. It doesn't do enough. It seems like it should cause it does everything, but it just doesn't. This is a card I could see seeing playing a Jun deck, but I, yeah. yeah. All right. Here he is. We forgot he existed. He's probably very bad. But he's just has that one thing that's going this? for it. It's 37. Okay. He starts as a creature. His name is weird. This is Kithion, Hero of Akros. Oh, yeah. We forgot about him last week. You mean. Yep. Yeah, Kithion, Hero of Akros. Okay, this card's super sweet. 2-1, like, indestructible. Yeah, this card, this card is like... Just this is like this card to me is like one of those one of those amazing like you talk to people who played Magic in the beginning and you're just like so much has changed you're like you don't you don't understand how different the game is now like Savannah Lions was rare Savannah Lions was a rare back in the day like right a two one for one in white was a rare this is a two one for one in white that's a freaking planeswalker it flips and you can make it indestructible for three mana I mean I think this card. But then again, this is just me. I've been saying this forever. There's so many two power creatures in modern for one mana that you could build like a super tempo y two power for one mana deck. I always thought. And this card's just very good. Like, it, there's no, no reason to think that you couldn't build this into some sort of swarmy strategy with like wind brisk heights. And I don't know. Tokens are probably just better. But like, I think this card's good. I've always thought that. Okay. You don't agree? Uh, it's just kind of whatever. I mean, it, someone could prove me wrong and say that this guy's good. I, I've I've now cast him a few times because I have him in a few decks. Yeah. Um, casually formed decks. Yep. And every single time, I'm like, oh wow, this guy doesn't do anything. I mean, his he, the flip him is really hard. The three creature thing. Yeah, like the the, the other card that requires that you get Emrakul's for free, and this one you get a Planeswalker. I'd rather yeah. get Emrakul with wind when wind breaks height. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. that All card. Right. Fair enough. Um, but well, yeah, I we're mean, almost halfway there. We can move on. Can we talk about how <laughs> dumb that it is that his, like... I, oh, actually, no. I have to defend this. Most people say this is dumb, that he changed his name. They forget that he's, like, 12. Okay. He, like, he goes to another plane, 12 years old, and, and some guy's, like... And it's just some random person is, like, hey, what, how do you say your name? He's, like, Kithian. And he's, like, Gideon? He's, like, well, Gideon. that's good enough. But he's 12, so it's, like, oh, I guess that's my name now. I'm in a new land, and all my friends are dead. I killed them through hubris. Are you talking about story stuff right yeah. now? Yeah. All right. Let's we're going to do a bonus episode where I'm going to really break it all down, if and you're you, going to have to listen. <laughs> if you guys made it far this far into this podcast, and you hear Kessler say that, and you are legitimately excited yeah, to get hear excited. him do get a hyped. full story I'm gonna, episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch us up to of the story to where we are now this in is, this bonus episode. This is what I'm going to say. Uh, if you guys... How many tweets? How many, how many? Ten, that's it? That's not enough. Ten. Fifty. No, ten. No, not fifty. Skipping the segment. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Guess ten. If we can get the ten, it's happening. Uh, <laughs> 36, Garrick Primal Hunter. This guy does a lot. Yeah, He's really beefy. Beefy, yeah. <laughs> green, it's green, 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 I would two say, colorless, I would right? say if I was ever to describe a card as beefy, this would be, this is the poster child yeah, yeah. for beefiness. <laughs> so, correct me if I'm wrong, this is from M12, right? M12. Yeah. Is the five mana one? Three, green, green, green. Two. Yeah. Uh, its plus is make a, a three, beast. Three beast. Put a three, three beast into play. Comes its minus is loyalty. draw cards equal to the equal, greatest power. And it's minus three, so you can either sack him to draw cards equal to power, or you can plus to get a beast, and then you're guaranteed to draw three cards the next turn if you want, or just keep pumping out beasts. And then its minus is something ridiculous. Put a six six green worm for each land you control in the play, so yeah. you just win. Here's here's a good story yeah. for you. Real you know quick. what's Go. what that's way better than what that's Sarkon ultimate with all the dragons yeah that's true it's way sweet um uh here's a quick story for you so a friend of the podcast andrew brown uh pro tour top eight andrew brown yeah first time i ever met andrew brown was at the m12 pre-release it was the last one before they switched him to stores where you could still go to a convention center uh, okay so we went to the radisson you know you remember that they used yeah, to love radisson. the radisson it was awesome wish they still did that um but uh i opened foil primeval titan and garrick primal hunter in the same pack oh nice um and i opened a foil primeval titan during my m12 pre-release as well yeah yeah i traded it to uh john um don't know move on 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know who he is. Uh, anyway, I played against Andrew Brown for the first time, met him for the first time with this deck. He beat me, even though I had just like the, all the nuts cards. Yeah. Because uh, he's good. Because he's good at magic. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like totally just like trying to like psych me out. And like I remember he was wearing like a King's jersey or something. And I was like, so you like hockey? And he's like, yes. And I was like, you're not just one of those guys that like wears a hockey jersey? And he just like scowled at me and didn't answer the question. We've been friends yeah. ever since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number 36. 35. We talked about this before. Uh, this is another Johnny. He likes to call the pride. Yeah. Johnny caller of the pride. This is three man out of Johnny. I actually think he's underrated. Yeah, I agreed. He's he he's a little lackluster in a format like modern because his the strongest thing this card has going for it is the double strike ability, and there are more efficient ways to give creatures double strike. So you don't really need him to do that. I I think that in modern he's better than he was in standard. Agreed. I mean, okay, because like, in standard there's so many more creature strategies that are involved, just like dirtily attackers that just knock out planeswalkers. Where right. a Johnny on turn three can come down, maybe make something bigger, and like a green white strategy, especially make a birds bigger or something, and just like start getting in there. I don't know. He's. I mean, you could always. You could imagine some version of Infect that played this card. You could build some version of Infect that played this card. White Infect. I mean, some kind That's of. That's weird. What? You get the two one, the two one for two. The yeah. bear. There's an Infect bear. I, I'm not saying this. Is, I'm just saying like the fact that it has double strike and it's repeatable and, and plus one plus one counters seems fine on Infect creatures. Like putting it on like an Ink Moth Nexus or something seems like fine to me. I like it on Ink Moth Nexus. Uh, I, I, what I really like. Yeah, I don't know. There's. There, I think there's something here. I've played this card a lot, actually, in Commander and other things, and this has re- resulted in me one-hit killing people more than anything else. A lot of these cards, like, my only rating for them is from Commander or Highlander because yeah, they're not I'm, modern playable. I'm the same way. But at least with Highlander, which I also play this in that same deck, yeah. um, is really good. Like, it's just, like, you one-shot kill people sometimes, which is sweet. <laughs> um, I think you can turn three win with Immolating Soul Eater in this card in Modern if they don't just Lightning Bolt you in response to the last trigger or kill it. <laughs> True. Bell Skite. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, took a while to name him. Um, no, all you right. can't. You can't. Uh, oh, you can spell Skite, but you would pay two then to protect him and die. Because <laughs> you'd be at two life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't do it. <laughs> spell Skite's uh, a terrible card. Why would anyone <laughs> play that? Uh, <laughs> number 34. We got four left for this episode. Sarkon the Dragon Speaker. Yeah, I haven't played with this card once ever in my life. This is the mono red Sarkon. Right? Yeah, this is, he was good in stand. I, I thought he would see more play in modern. Actually, I mean, like he he knocks out a creature, He's and he red. knocks out a creature better than like 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 if you play this. I guess Tarmogoyf is giant by this point, but like most of the weird beefy collected company cards, right? You can take out. And he's just a 5-5 five, five flying dragon dude. Yeah, I mean, he seems fine. He's, he's like, yeah. a lot of the five-mana planeswalkers are just, like, control cards. Like, there's that's the problem, is that, like, modern... In, inherently modern is not a control format. So right. the control strategy in modern is to play mid-range, usually, or to play, like, these sort of, like, velocity, like, one-ing into two-ing into three-ing type of cards that Grixis Control likes to do. And five-mana planeswalkers don't really fit very well into either strategy. Right. Sometimes you can make room, but, like, the four-mana ones usually are the ones that get to see play. So... Anytime you have a five-mana Planeswalker, even if it seems really sweet, it's pretty hard to find a place for it in Modern unless you're going to try to specifically build around that card. Right. Yeah. Next. Yep. Speaking of five-mana and that, I mean, six-mana, 33, <laughs> Garrick, Caller of Beasts. So this is the six-mana Garrick. Six-mana This Garrick. is the one that, like, you can just, it minus puts a creature from your hand into play. Got it. Um, so it's kind of like a weird show-and-tell. Oh, I remember this one. For six-mana. Yes, Garrick, Caller of Plus Beasts. Plus makes a beast, minus... Show and tells basically, and then I don't know what the last it's minus is. Why did Some I miss this one? Oh, I'm 14, 14, 15. That makes sense. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 that's right. Plus one, reveal the top five, put all creature cards into your hand. Yeah, I remember this card. It's fine. It sort of just does something that other cards do, not quite as efficiently. Um, sure, but it is powerful. I mean, yeah. the green planes, the, the Garricks in general, like their their power versus mana cost is pretty high. Yeah. Like they're they're usually like pretty strong cards that aren't trying to be super cute. Of the of the planeswalkers that don't see play, almost every single time we talk about one of them, I'm like, this could probably see more play. Every one of the Garricks, yeah. And I think we they're have so, he Garrick is just a big beefcake. Yeah. So beefy. Yeah, all of them. They're all just like, I'm just gonna put giant three threes in the play. What are you going to do about it? Very good. All right. Thirty two. Thirty two. Sorry. 32, Nissa <laughs> World Waker. 
Oh man, this is a world breaker. This is the recent one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. this card, Nissa Worldmaker? Uh, I think going on that beefy plan, she's actually pretty good too. Making that for that land a four four or untapping all your forests is really strong. Like yeah, you can I mean, do some like it's almost a free spell if you're playing all forests. Untap four forests is yeah. I mean you get a planeswalker for a plus and then untap your lands, like that seems really good. And then also in in line with the uh, wild speaker that can do the same untap two lands ability, you can do the thing where you're playing like Utopia Sprawl, is it? Is that the card where you can like it's like one mana to like double up a land. You know what I'm talking about? There's like yeah, a Utopia yeah, Sprawl yeah, deck. Yeah, 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 where you double, double. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And you could sort of do something similar with this card and, and like, you know, chain one into the other kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you could like play this card, untap, and then play Garrick, and then untap lands, and then play something else. Oh sure. God, that seems good. <laughs> <laughs> Mono Green Planeswalkers, make it happen. All right. Moving. Number 31, Xanagos the Reveler. Okay. Xanagos the Reveler. I this is green red and zero to like make a two two with haste. Yep, and then plus uh, make a mana for every creature you control. Right, and then ultimate is something, something, something. All your creatures. What's that? You you're the you words read the card. I, we both our phones are both at like three percent. I'm I keep turning my phone off. But I got it right here. Uh, here he is. Here he is. Xanagos. His ultimate is minus six. Exile the top seven cards of your library. You may put any number of creature cards and or land cards from among them onto the battlefield. Takes a few turns. Um, the fact that his 2-2 has haste is sweet. Um, he's aggressive, but he can also protect himself. And the fact that he is kind of like a mana accelerant type of dude anyway and costs four, which means that you can you know rampant growth type of effect into him in a deck that wants to do that. And then on top of that, uh, if you're playing any kind of mana creature to get him there a turn early, he, you can go turbo on mana with this card pretty fast. Um, in standard, he saw some of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Never really that exciting. It's kind of like a, a another Bloodbraid variant. If you, you need to be needing to get to higher cost things while playing lower cost things, which yeah. is a weird, awkward place to be. But if you have the right X spell or the right reason to do it, you can do something. The versatility there, yeah. Uh, all right, last but not least for today. He's the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> he's big. Yeah. He's he's expensive. Yeah. He's worse than Cruel Ultimatum. Ugin the Spirit Dragon, number no. 30. <laughs> <laughs> Nickel Bolas Planeswalker. Yeah. When do we get a new one of these? When's, when's, when's Nickel, when's good old Nickel coming back? he was supposed to be the villain. He was supposed to be like the villain. That was like, like the point. When yeah. they, M13, right? And they reprinted him? I think he still is. I think they're just, they're eventually. I think my guess is next year. Right. One of the two, one of the next two sets, not including the Eldrick, the two sets after that, will will deal with Nickel Boss. Nickel Boss. Yeah, I mean he he's powerful, but shouldn't you just be casting the spell that he's based on? Cool ultimatum. Yeah, shouldn't. So sweet. <laughs> like if you're gonna cast Nickel Bolas, like isn't just better to yeah. just like cast. Cruel Ultimatum. I mean, like, I mean, I guess, I guess he's reusable and versatile, and Cruel Ultimatums can just get countered, but so can he. Yeah, no, no, no. Cruel yeah. Ultimatums just. That's the pro- like that's the problem. He, his the history of Nicol Bolas will yeah. always be worse than Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah. Like they were in the same set even. even. Yeah. So it's like why he just it's just, it's so bad. He's so cool. All of his abilities are super strong. He's like insane. He steals a permanent as his minus. Gain control of target creature plus 3 destroy target non-creature permanent like yeah, he's like for seven for 8 mana, he can like pretty much get you anything you need. Like well, he can't take a land, but he can steal a creature he can permanently. Blow up a land. Target non-creature permanent. Yeah. Oh yeah, he can destroy a land. He destroys a land, or or mind controls a creature, and then he cruel ultimatums. When he ults. Yeah. Which is silly because it probably should have been. I li- I wish that he had the Sarkon Vol, not Sarkon Vol, Soren, the original Soren <laughs> yeah. ultimate of taking An extra a person's turn. Turn, yeah. But then he just so becomes mind slayer of the creature essentially. Like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Think if his abilities were destroy a permanent, mind control a creature, or mind control a player. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It is cool. Yeah. Alas, that didn't happen. He'll never I see think, I think if we <laughs> see another one. I think that I think Nickel Bowl's Planeswalker is only number 30 and not like number like 55 on this list, just be from sheer nostalgia purpose, because like he's so much less playable than like almost no, any No, 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 no. He's better than all the other cards. He his problem is that there's just a better <laughs> card for the exact same cost. And nobody plays that card. Sure. <laughs> so that's an issue. <laughs> um, 
Uh, there are, the way if you have a walker list and you have enough cards that benefit from having walkers, like if they print more of these oaths, which right. they will, they've said they will print every time a new person joins the Gatewatch, they'll get an oath. Right. And so they kind of confirmed at the Origins, Magic Origins, um, Comic Con, yeah, yeah, uh, panel that Liliana will be joining the Gatewatch. Got it. Like they said, these are the five main characters we're focusing on. And then, like two months later, like, and they're all joining a Gatewatch except for Liliana. At the moment, she's doing other things, but one day she'll join, probably, maybe. And then they shifty eyed, but she's joining. So cool we're going story. to get a Liliana cool story, bro. Well, no, this is important because like <laughs> we're going to get a Liliana. Um, Pact or oath or whatever. Got it. And so like we're gonna consistently get more and more planeswalker tribal cards. Yeah. That makes Nickel Bolas theoretically better than Cruel Ultimatum. I see. If you get the right control. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's it. For Plus, the, he that's makes Tarmogoy better if you're playing Tarmogoy in your Grixis deck. That's it for today. That's yeah. the end of. That's, that's the, the end of the first half. We have the good thirty. Yeah. To do next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're gonna record them, and you'll hear. This, them. this was the fun thirty, though. There yeah. was way more. There was way more crap talking. Yeah. Well, actually, the next busting then, the planeswalkers' balls. The next ten to fifteen are fun because yeah. there's there's a lot of cards that I have always liked and thought should see more play that are just strong enough that we kind of were in territory where like it's not really defensible for me to get behind. Well, look either at this way. The last Sarkin. ten were like cards that we can come up with reasons to play them and maybe they could see play. The next ten are things that we think are that kind of category, but should versus. And Could. some that even have infringed decks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the next the next 30 will be a lot of fun. Same time, same place next week. Yep. In the meantime, if you guys want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at the MMCast. Woo! At the MMCast. I'm at Kess Wiley. I'm at Ben Bateman Media. And, you of can... course, check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com yeah. slash the MMCast. Yep. Uh, make sure we actually uh, subscribe to me on Twitch. I've been twitching once a week as part of our I have now... We have Patreon, and I'm making videos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Xander574, X-A-N-D-E-R-574 on Twitch. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, I mean, I think that pretty much does it. Um, Command Zone, check them out. Yep, Jimmy and Josh, awesome yeah. stuff. You have a podcast about movies and action. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a podcast called Action Movie Anatomy. We yeah. talk about uh, the sweetest action movies in the land. Uh, we'll be talking about Under Siege this week. Nice. With Steven Seagal, Tommy Lee Jones, and Gary Busey from 1991. Okay. Um, we have serious hosts, Covino and Rich, who have a weekly show called The Hay Spot. They're awesome dudes. They're going to be our guests this week. Cool. Uh, so if you like Covino and Rich, just incidentally, then you should keep listening to the show. <laughs> if you're in Hong Kong and you listen to us next week, I'll be there. Sweet. Yeah. Super cool. Cool. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to the MMCast at rocketjump.com. See you later, alligator.